Hi there, my name's Pete, and over the last 18 months, I've been consumed with one idea, to see a movement of God through ordinary people. This passion has led me to interview practitioners across this country, practice principles out of my home, and even start my own organization. My findings usually bring me to a coffee date with my good friend Robbie, and so I've asked him to be our host as we take this journey together. With that, welcome to We Have Permission, a podcast designed to awaken and empower the ordinary person towards one extraordinary mission. Your permission starts now. All right. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to episode one of season one. Before we dive into this season's content, uh, Pete, let's help our listeners lay a little track here to get started. So um, what have you been up to? Yeah. Um, I've been studying movements, Robbie. It's been fun. Um, Something I've always been a little bit passionate about is is how does God move? What is his plan? How does that all work? Um, it's, It's led me to be in campus ministry for 25 plus years. Um, but in the last year and a half, I've been reading a lot, which may be a surprise to some of my listeners that know me well. <laughs> Might be raising an eyebrow to that, but I have been. I'm Pete reading reads. a lot. Yeah. Um, and I've been traveling, traveling the country, interviewing people, um, trying to figure out what movement is and how it works and what God's up to. And it's been a lot of fun. I can't wait to get it out. I feel like I've been holding it in for too long. And I'm not a not claiming to be a guru or an expert, but I do feel like I have something that um, is in my chest and has to get out. Cool. Well, let's dive right in, man. Uh, we're going to be talking about the pieces of a movement. And so uh, for this first session, uh, we're talking about dreams. Yeah. This whole concept of dreams is rooted in a basic understanding that God's intention was never for us to go to church as much as it was for church to go to people. Hmm. And I think a lot of people would agree with that statement. Right. But no one seems to know what it means. (laughs) Um, And I believe Jesus has invited each of us into this grand mission with him, a co-mission, where we are joining Jesus on his adventure. Um, But that... He also wants our personal flair. He wants our involvement in this a little bit. He wants to bring our passions to the table. Um, And that would be where he's inviting us to, I guess, just put our fingerprints on his plan. Um, And that we would find great satisfaction in joining our personal mission into his great commission. I don't believe Jesus um, came to establish an institution as much as to release a movement. Which is a big difference. It is a huge difference. (laughs) Um, And I I find it interesting, too. um, He actually named his movement. Like, he was ahead of his time. Like, this is what Jesus did. He named his movement the kingdom of heaven. And he talked about it. He talked about all All the the time. time. All the time, yeah. Um, And his language for kingdom of heaven is very, very much um, mobile. And um, someone told me, and I think it's true, that we can exchange the word movement for um, for kingdom of heaven, that those two words are synonymous with one another. And as we read through the scriptures and we read um, the kingdom of heaven is near, it's like the movement is near, or the kingdom of heaven is like yeast within bread, the movement is like yeast right. within bread. I mean, it's just yeah. all throughout. There's yeah. just these this, this, this flavor. Um, this growing movement. organic 
yeah. element to it. Yeah. Um, and I believe that Jesus wants to see movement obviously happen here in the U.S. And if it's going to happen, it's going to take all of us. And we can't rely on our paid professionals to get it done. We have to activate all of us. And that's where dreams come in. Um, so, and we're, we've gotten comfortable uh, with the paid professionals doing uh, this stuff. So when you talk about activating all of us, how do we do that? I think it, that's a, I mean, because I, I mean, that's I, what the paid professionals have been trying to, to do. do. That's right. Um, that's right. Um, we have to trust the voice of the most important person in the room. And when Jesus says that he has all authority on heaven and on earth, every bit of it, and then says, therefore, you have permission to go, we have to trust that he does. Yeah. That, that we have that role, that we have that um, opportunity. Uh, to go in that. So I think we have to root ourselves in this great commission that Jesus um, gave us and to understand that it's true and that his words were true and this activation and this call to a commission that he called us to there is um, foundational. Um, and and I guess this might be as good a time as any to insert um, the dream that God gave me. Which and, makes sense as we're talking about dreams. Yes, uh, right. I know you were kind of wondering, where are we going to get to dreams? Well, here it is. Um, and, and of course, dreams can happen in any any form, any variety of ways. Right, it looks different for different folks. But I um, I had a literal dream. I was in the middle. It was the middle of the night, and I had this picture. I had this picture of people who were in church, and they were sitting in rows, and they were stuck. They were stuck in their rows. Some people knew they were stuck. Other people didn't know they were stuck, but they were. And I, I felt this tension, like there was there was Jesus calling people to hey, come to this side of town, come mm-hmm. to, come to come to this area, join me yeah. in a personal mission. I have a personal mission for you to join me. Mm-hmm. And as I was seeing that tension and that frustration, um, I was moved to tears in my dream, and I I just said, if people only knew they had permission. Um, I woke from my dream, and that's when I actually decided that this was going to be the name of the organization that I now have, um, Permission, um, that we have permission to be on personal mission. And um, and that that dream seems to, to be the thing that catalyzed the name, not just the name of, the, of my organization, right. but just, just kind of pushing me forward and seeing this, this same vision carried out. So, yeah. So... Okay, with that in mind, how then does a a dream for a when you say permission uh, a personal mission? How does a dream for a personal mission start? Yeah, um, like what does that look like? I I feel like we have been very aware of Christ. Um, our role in Christ, that we, our identity is in Christ. We talk about this idea of us being in Christ. And I think that that's so true. And we need to talk about that probably even more than we do. But we very rarely are talking about Christ in us. Hmm. And I would say that the difference between the two is that one is when we are in Christ, it speaks to our identity and yeah. it speaks to our security. 
But when Christ is in us, it speaks to his mission and it speaks to our risk and our adventure and, and, and being stretched a bit and that we really kind of need both. We, we have this, this need for, for both of those things to be alive in our chest. And so to ask Jesus to come alive inside of me means that we're entering his dream inside of me. So as I have been traveling, um, over the last year or so, um, I've interviewed people from Boston to Tampa, to Kansas City, to Dallas, to Phoenix, to L.A. And there was a startling conclusion or realization that I found in every one of these places. As I shared this dream with them, none of them were that surprised. (laughs) Because they've had the same dream. Yeah. And I realized that that this thing God gave me, this dream he gave me, this Christ in me thing, it's just not unique. No. It's what God is doing all across the nation. Um, Which, like, to kind of go back, you made the statement earlier, you're not some guru, you're not the expert. Right. (laughs) You are, which is actually, like, uh, incredibly empowering because you, as you've gone around and done this, you are one of hundreds, thousands maybe, in our country who are all being stirred. Yeah. And I'm some version of this same dream. I'm convinced that many of our listeners are having right very similar dreams. Come on, yeah. And if you haven't, you will, <laughs> because God is doing something right now. Yeah. He is doing something. He is stirring something. It actually reminds me, as I've talked to a few of these people, and um, and actually, what Brian Sanders says is that in the same way that we've been seeing dreams happen for people to come to faith in India and other places of the world where the gospel just hasn't been taken. Yeah. And, and obviously we, we know that those stories are abundant. Yeah. Very similarly, it seems as if as we start talking to each other about this idea of church outside the walls mm-hmm. here in the United States, you begin to get the same kind of feel where people are like, that's my dream. Yeah. That's that that's that's what God told me. Yeah. And I, I just can't help but think that that's what Jesus in some ways has always been up to, but for whatever reason he's highlighting things right now and it's just really fun to be a part of it. Yeah. Just to be aware of, right? Yeah. Hmm. So, as I uh, I mean just in my reading plan over the last couple of weeks dreams is uh, it's, it's like part of God's standard operating procedure. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's there are instances of God-inspired dreams, visions, whatever, all throughout the biblical narrative, like you had mentioned before about other missionary or missional movements that have happened around the world. There's been this, as people start going and sharing, their similar dreams. So this is, dreams are part of God's method. Yep. yep. Uh, they've been a big part of God's way. So um, as you've been diving into this, what have you been learning <laughs> Well, I, I think one of the things I, I learned something from somebody that I don't I don't know if he would claim faith or not is Simon Sinek. Okay, yeah, and uh, one of the top twenty TED talks of all time. Right, right. Start with why. Yeah, start with why, guy. And in his book, Start with Why, he talks about how two hundred fifty thousand people show up to listen to Martin Luther King's "I Have a Dream" speech. Yeah, and. 
I really liked what he said there. He says people didn't show up to hear his dream. They showed up because he was talking about their dream. Yeah. That something was pricked inside of their chest that was already alive, and he just kind of kind of stirred it yep. a bit. And I can't help but think that there's something similar with just about every movement. Simon Sinek would say every movement is a shared deep belief yeah. or a shared deep dream. Yeah. And really that's what we're talking about here is just getting that same shared deep belief, shared deep dream um, that God is stirring within each of us. Yeah. And so my intent for this podcast, it really isn't to get everyone to understand my dream. Which is, thank you. Yes. Uh, which is a little different uh, than maybe the, the most uh, people would expect. Um, most people are used to a visionary leader casting a vision. This and, is different. And, and I think we're also used to these things dying out. Yeah, right. And so I don't, I'm not interested in being this a part my, of this is my dream for the next three years. Yeah. So I'm not I'm not a part of uh, I'm not about to be a part of something that's going to die out. I, I I just know that if it's going to take root, if it's something is going to really take root, and a movement's going to be established in your context, wherever you are listening to this, God's got to breathe it into you. Yeah. He's got to be the one to fan it into you. He's got to yeah. be the one that's the source. And so yes. I think we got to start with this big idea of letting Him be. Our dream maker. Hmm. Dream maker. I like that. Okay, so how does someone get this dream? Well, if if it hasn't happened already, um, I believe it likely will happen soon. Um, but it's probably more important for us to know that Americans notoriously have a hard time not putting ourselves at the center of the dream. <laughs> what? No, man. Come on. <laughs> What do you mean? Uh, and, and yet I think God is wanting to use your uniqueness at the same time. Okay. So it's just really important that we don't go too far to either end of the spectrum. Um, hmm. So I think on the one side, um, this is a simple dream, and we want to just say, hey, this is God's dream. But if we are too much on that end of the spectrum, we might just be watching from the sidelines and just praying at home and hoping hoping God does something. Waiting for God to do something, yeah. But if we're too far to the other extreme, then then this dream is about me, and it's about yeah. my ideas and my thoughts, and I'm asking God to bless me rather than me asking to bless him. Yeah. Hmm. Um, so anyway, so here would be my suggestion. Um, it's, it's where your passions and his calling meet. Okay. And the way I think that's done is two, twofold. I think, number one, you have to ask God to break your heart for something. Yeah. What, what is this holy discontent? What is, what is something that's wrong in your setting with people around you that you want to desperately see mm. better? And then ask God to give you a picture of what it should look like. Yeah. Maybe five years from now, can you imagine a world? Yep that looks a little different without this problem present or at least diminished. Hmm. And and then when you start to see what could be, what is supposed to be, yeah. then your pulse will start quickening <laughs> and chances are you're getting the dream. <laughs> and when you get this, you'll helplessly be hooked. All right, so what I'm what I'm hearing you say is that uh you are asking God mm-hmm. uh, to break your heart for something, something that, that breaks your heart. 
and then you're asking God to give you a picture of what it could be, what it should be. Um, and, And as you do that, it starts to make your heart beat out of its chest. That is exactly right. Um, so, uh, if we were to take these two steps, which mm-hmm. I think, if I'm being honest, m- most of us uh, American Christians, me speaking personally, uh, we have a hard time asking open-ended questions of God. Mm. <laughs> Things like asking God to break our hearts or asking him to give us a picture. That's not the way we were necessarily taught to pray. It's pray for things, pray for whatever. Um, right, right. But okay, we do this, and then we start to our heart starts to beat out of its chest. How do we know that this is God's dream and not just something that I'm hooked on? Uh, that's that's ultimately just my idea. That is an excellent question, and uh, and I think there's three. I think there's three ways that we can test whether this is God's dream or your dream. Okay. Uh, number one, God's dreams tend to move the kingdom out, not in. Okay. So, what is what? What do you mean? Yeah, the, we as we mentioned before, the kingdom of heaven's on the move. Yep. And oftentimes we think the kingdom of heaven is moving towards us. It's moving. To, that's a, that's just our, our Western way of thinking. Like let's bring more people to me at church. But Acts one eight, yeah, kind of gives us a whole different picture. It's you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and then Judea and Samaria and the outer ends of the earth. The kingdom is moving out not in so if the if the if it's growing in if we're if we're just if our if your dream is just about getting more people to attend your church i would question if that 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 just sounds like that might be moving the wrong direction Hmm. okay which again um that's different maybe than some of the approach that that many of us as as christians as christ Mm -hmm. followers have uh, been taking here in the context of the American church, and we're not knocking, right, right, um, inviting people to our church. We're not saying that's inherently bad, but when we're talking about principles that make up a movement, yeah, uh, it is about uh, things that are moving out, less about how do we get more. And so, yeah, so let me. I'm, I want to make that really clear that your church may grow huge during a movement. I mean, that's that's awesome. And if your church yeah. grows like that, God is in that. Yes, I will not say God's not in that at yeah. all. Um, yeah, I just to to reiterate what you had just what you just said so well is that what we what we really I think have to continue to understand is that the nature of the kingdom of heaven is moving out. out. Yeah. Good. Okay. Thank you for. It, it's just uh, we don't ever want to come across like uh, this is a better right. This we're right. just talking about movement here. Yep. So okay. So the first thing God's uh, if you want to know it's God's dream is that. This is moving out, not in. What's the second one? Uh, God's dreams include everyone. Okay. Um, in other words, it doesn't need your name on it mm. or, or your church's name on mm. it. Um, if it does, it's a good chance it's just not a wide enough dream. And one, I guess one way for me to tell whether or not this is wide enough or whether or not, yeah. um, you know, this, this, this includes everyone is, am I comfortable with this dream of God's, this kingdom dream, including yeah. that one church across town that I don't always get along with. <laughs> so <laughs> this is like a filter through which to run this. Like, okay. Well, that's, that's my filter. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. um, and I think we all know that one church. I don't know. For you, you've got that one. And, and God's kingdom, kingdom kind of stuff, 
is always surprising as to how much unity is involved with it. Yeah. And I just think that's beautiful. Yeah. Which, I mean, pick an epistle, pick something uh, in the Bible past the life of Christ, and unity is <laughs> right. Like, right. Uh, inherently in there. Okay. Uh, okay, so the third thing then. Uh, third thing would be God's dreams require the Holy Spirit. Mm. Um, if you feel like you can pull this off, with just an awful lot of good organization from your church, or you can pull it off on your own if you work really hard, it's just probably not a kingdom-sized dream. Wow. So. Wow. And, and uh, Pete, you've been walking alongside me for a long time, and uh, you've seen me uh, epically fail at a, <laughs> at a handful of things uh, that I've tried to do on my own. Um, and that's a, that's a good gut check uh, right there. If this dream is not big enough that you need the Holy Spirit to show up and do something, then it's probably not fully a dream yeah, from that's the Lord. Right. Okay, so... All right. With with all of that uh, being said, what, what's a what's a practical application for the ordinary person yeah. in the context of dreams? Yeah. So every every episode, I'd like to end with an attempt, at least, to 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 leave the average ordinary person with a practical application. And this 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 week's would be just simply ask God for a dream. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of us. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> Mind blowing. I. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, ask God for a just dream. Just ask God for a dream. Um, I think a lot of us need to get away from our computers. That's me. Away from our phones. That's me. Outside of our house. Mm-hmm. Um, something that has been really helpful for me um, has been prayer walks. Okay. Students for years would ask me why their prayers were hitting the ceiling. Like they'd say, I'm praying and my prayers are just bouncing off the ceiling. And I would often tell them, well, maybe it's because you're under a ceiling. (laughs) Uh, We need to get outside and see what's wrong. We need to go for a walk. We need to go around your neighborhood with your eyes open. Yeah. And you need to pray big kingdom come dreams. Just like Jesus taught us to pray. Your kingdom come. Yeah. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And I believe that you'll be amazed at what you see. You'll okay. be amazed at what will come to mind. Hmm. You'll be amazed at who you meet on your walk. Okay, so let me stop you there. I think most people are either, if it's not a burning bush. Right, right. Or it's not an audible spoken word. Uh, or they're not folding their hands and closing their eyes. Like they just don't know what to do. And so you're, you're saying very practical things mm-hmm. like... Uh, be aware of what you start to notice. Yeah. Uh, be aware of what were, what were some of these other things. Yeah, you'll be amazed what you see, what you what comes to mind. Okay. And who you'll meet on your walks. And so, just being aware of the things that are brought to your mind, not disc- immediately discounting them as some distraction, but maybe right. there's something there. It has been for me. Okay. <laughs> and I, I just feel like as I meet God in the ordinary, mm. he tends to open up my world a little bit. And I guarantee if you do this regularly, yeah. buckle up because a dream will be on its heels. Hmm. Hey, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the We Have Permission podcast. Obviously, this has been an auditory resource to introduce listeners to the different pieces that make up a movement. But if you are more visual or tactile, we do have a movement manual that you can request through our website. 
Or, if you would like to keep this conversation going, you can join us and others in relationship around these concepts, May 19th through the 22nd, where we will be having three days of conversation in a retreat format, and we would love for you to join us. To get your hands on this resource, or to find more details about the retreat, visit wehavepermission.com.